Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Welcome to episode 149 of the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. This is Melissa Lieberman, and I'm thrilled that you are here today, and I'm excited to talk about this concept of pitching. It's going to be important and probably not what you expect it to be, so I'm excited to do that. But in the meantime, I wanted to share with you a quick update. I've been giving you little snippets of my book writing journey, my author journey, And I just wanted to let you know that the release of the book is getting very close. So it will be about a week away when you're hearing this episode, a couple weeks away as I'm recording it, on January 25th, which is a Thursday. And I'm excited for you to see what I've been working on. And I'm also excited to be able to share with you this whole process once I've had a chance to go through it to completion and also to just kind of digest all of what's happened because it's it's been quite a uh, journey and quite a challenge and so many ups and downs. And I am excited to share all of those with you, but I'm way too far in the weeds at the moment to do that. So we're going to talk today about pitching. I hear this term pitching all the time. I need to pitch myself or I need to, you know, pitch my services or I'm a consultant and I've got a pitch to create more clients. However, the phraseology may be this term pitching. You may have used it. You likely have used it. So many of us have as consultants, just kind of even as a default word to uh, describe how we're selling our services. But I want to address that on today's episode. And it's important to address this on today's episode because it can be the difference between you being successful at selling your services or not as successful at selling your services. So today's episode on pitching your consulting services is all about how not to pitch your consulting services or yourself, how not to think about you pitching, how not to think your process is pitching, how not to even just include or encompass this, whether you include it in your thought process in a very direct way, it's a term that you use frequently or think about frequently, or whether it's very subtle and you are approaching your sales process in a way that is a pitch. Maybe you don't use the word, but you're actually approaching your sales process with that as an undertone, I really want to help you highlight that today so that you can adjust for it and shift your sales process so that it's more effective. So that's what we're working on today, how not to pitch your consulting services and what to do instead. So that's a bit of a trick here, but I wanted to give you the, the truth here at the very beginning so you weren't surprised and help you to work through the process of how to sell your consulting services in a more productive and impactful way. And one of the blockers to doing that is thinking that you're pitching. So with that, 
let's talk briefly about the agenda and then we'll dive into the content. So we're going to talk a little bit about what is pitching, why it matters. So we're going to spend some time there, why it matters. Like I said, you might not be one that says, oh, I'm going to go pitch myself or I think I need to pitch myself or even have that as a thought process. Or you might, you might be thinking or using that terminology just uh, even subconsciously, or it just rolls off your tongue. Whichever of those buckets you fall into, not a problem. We're going to talk in more detail about why this matters, even if it's very subtle, and of course, if it's explicit, and dive into how this concept could be impacting the way you approach your selling and help you to adjust for it. And so we're going to spend some time talking about why this matters, this concept of thinking you're pitching and the impact it can make to your sales process. And then we're going to pivot into if it's not pitching, then what might it be instead to sell your consulting services more effectively? And then I'll give you a a very specific real life example to pull it in together to show you how that shift can make a difference from thinking you're pitching or having the idea that's kind of based on you pitching versus what the more impactful approach and mindset is. And then we'll wrap up with a way for you to put this into action. So that is our agenda for today. Let's talk briefly about the companion resource for today's episode, and it is the consultant's offer assessment. So I don't know if you've taken this. I don't talk about it on the podcast very often. So wanted to make sure I covered this today because it's really important when you're thinking about what you're offering to your clients and how compelling that offer is and just doing a, a check against it to see where you might have some area for improvement. You can go take that consultant's offer assessment. It's around 15 questions. You'll answer all of those questions and then get an assessment that is prioritized and gives you feedback on where some of your gaps may be and ways for you to improve those offers. So with that, it is at the URL consultingoffer.expert. If you go to that URL, consultingoffer.expert, of course, we'll put that in the show notes. You'll find that assessment. You can take it in a couple minutes. All right. So go take that and uh, that'll help give you some really good complement to what we're going to be talking about today and ultimately a couple of tools here to improve your sales process. So with that, let's talk about what is pitching just to get on the same page. This is, like I said, I hear this so often. We just kind of use it naturally thinking that it's just a good way to describe what we're doing, selling our consulting services. Let's talk about what it actually means. So I've looked it up and the one of the definitions you can find out there, which I thought was really resonant with what we're talking about today, pitching. To pitch yourself means to present yourself to others with the aim of persuading or convincing them to engage with you in a professional context. I'll say it one more time because it's important. Some of these words are very important. To pitch yourself means to present yourself to others with the aim of persuading or convincing them to engage with you in a professional context. The words that are very most impactful here are persuading or convincing. So that's a little bit of a preview here of what we're going to talk about. Let's dive into why this matters, though. So again, 
you may use this word kind of casually. You may use it not even realizing you're using it. You may be thinking that's what you're doing when you're selling. Not the entire process, of course, but at some point in the sales process, you may be thinking, I've got to pitch myself. I've got to pitch my services. I've got to pitch my proposal. I've got to pitch my solution. I've got to pitch my pricing. Those are thoughts that you may be having that are very common for consultants to have. And the reason why I want to call you out on this today, why it matters, is because there is a nuanced impact to the way you approach your sales process as a result of thinking at any stage of the process that you're pitching anything. And I'm not just splitting hairs here. You might be thinking, Melissa, you're just splitting hairs. This doesn't matter. I don't really think I'm pitching anything. But I will give you an example here in a moment of how it really does matter. So let's just break it down, though, first in terms of when we talk about why it matters, I want to give you some examples here. So when you think to yourself, you're pitching yourself or you're pitching your services or you're pitching your proposal or your pricing likely it creates a dynamic that feels more pressure-filled, that feels more as if you're presenting something or convincing, or that your fate is in someone else's hands, like the buyer of your consulting services. Even if your process doesn't include formal presentations or presenting your qualifications, it can still feel awkward when you get to that stage in your sales cycle where it feels like you're pitching yourself. And you get to that point where you feel like you're worrying about what you're going to say next and thinking that whatever you say is going to make it or break it. When you're in that zone of feeling like you're pitching, whether it's at the macro level across the board that you think you're pitching yourself because you're an independent consultant, or whether it's at a micro level at some stage in the sales process where you start thinking you're pitching yourself as if you were doing an interview with your client or somehow presenting to the client. This is where it comes in and creates this dynamic where it does feel more pressure-filled, where it does feel more convincing, where it can feel as if your fate is in someone else's hands. And as a result, you show up differently and the other person can sense that. The other person can sense that when you feel awkward or you feel as if you're on the line, they can sense that. It doesn't feel as trustworthy to them as a recipient. And by the recipient, I'm talking about your consulting buyer. It doesn't feel, something feels a little strange. They may not be able to place their finger on it. And that's because your thought process under the covers has to do with you thinking you're pitching something. I think it was Maya Angelou who said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And in this context, it's also true. If you're coming in feeling a little bit awkward or a little bit forced or that you've got to convince someone or that you have to persuade them, then of course it's going to come across in that way to the other person, that energetic side of the equation. And so you might be asking, so what's the alternative here? What might I think or how might I approach the sales process if it isn't pitching, if I'm not pitching? And that is the consultative selling process, which is great news because 
you are a consultant. This is what you do for a living. We're not learning new skills. We're just applying the skills that you use in your day-to-day delivery to your sales process. So let me tell you a little bit more about what I mean by that or what that means. It's a consultative selling. So think about the way you may feel as you're going through the sales process, thinking that this is a consultative process. I'm not here to pitch anything. I'm here to consult with my potential client. The difference from an emotional perspective for you, an energy perspective for you, could move you from pressure field over to collaborative and feeling client-centric, feeling solution-oriented, feeling adaptive, feeling insightful, feeling empathetic, feeling strategic. When you shift your mindset from, I need to pitch someone, to I am consulting with them, they may not have paid me yet, but I'm consulting with them to figure out the solution and the best way forward. It can take the pressure off in a way that then allows you to come through to them as much more trustworthy, as much more collaborative, as much more solution-oriented, that you're working with them, not trying to figure out the details that you need to figure out in order to pitch something to them. So it takes that pressure off and allows you to listen, allows you to connect better with them and create more trust with them and a better relationship more quickly. It makes the process about them instead of about you. You are not pitching anything. You are consulting with your potential client to figure out what the best solution forward might be for them. Do you see the nuance here and the difference? And I want to pause here for a moment because to give you a little bit of space to think about where might you be thinking you're pitching yourself in your sales process? Where might you think you are pitching your services in your sales process? Like, Get really clear with yourself about that, where this is coming into play in your business, because I find that it does for almost all of us. And then imagine for yourself, if you're thinking about things from more of a consultative selling perspective, how that might feel, how you might approach it differently, how you might manage your process differently, how you might interact with that potential client differently, how you might be able to develop a deeper relationship more quickly with them because you're coming at this from a consultative perspective versus a pitching perspective. So this is not about pitching when you're selling. It's about consulting and advising and sharing your expertise with them. It just so happens that they're not yet your client. I shouldn't say it that way. You could think about them even as your client. They just haven't paid you yet. So the last thing I want to say here before we move on to the example too is when I say consultative selling, so instead of pitching, you're approaching the sales process as a consultative sales process, you may have some resistance to the word selling. And that's okay. That's not a problem. Just think about this in a more generic sense to remove that resistance, which is, you know, look, I'm consulting with this potential client to help them develop a solution and figure out what the best way forward is. Doesn't even have to have the word selling in it. So get to the place for yourself where the 
concept of what you're doing to acquire a new client feels neutral or even feels valuable so that you could move forward in a more effective and productive way versus having friction about what it is that you're doing to acquire a client. Friction that you're pitching or friction that you are bad at selling or friction because you think sales is bad in general. All of those types of thoughts, including pitching, create that resistance. And the consulting buyer can pick up on it. They likely don't know why they sense something is a little bit off, but they definitely pick up on that because you're not fully aligned to what the process is that you're walking them through. And as a result, they can sense that there's something a little bit off with it. And that could make or break you acquiring them as a client and signing a contract and helping them achieve the results that they're looking to achieve. So let me bring this concept that I'm sharing with you today into life by sharing with you an example. So I was working with a consultant, we'll just call him John for privacy, and he had been landing a lot of engagements through word of mouth. And he came to me and wanted to start landing engagements with ideal clients that where he had no previous relationship or even no introduction. He wanted to start attracting clients based on what type of consulting he offers and building up his reputation so he could start creating some inbound leads. And so that's the background. And so as we started getting working together, one of the things he said to me fairly early on was, I need to learn how to pitch myself better now that I'm working with clients that I don't know. And you might relate to that. I mean, that sounds pretty, in a way, it sounds like common sense, right? I need to learn how to pitch myself better now that I'm working with clients I don't know. And so I asked him just a simple question, what does that mean to you, pitch? What does that mean? And he was surprised. He kind of looked at me strangely. What are you asking? That's a weird question to ask. You could Google it if you need to know what. He didn't say that, obviously, but that might have been in the back of his mind. I wasn't obviously asking him what pitch meant, but I'm, I wanted to know what was it meant to him. And so he started asking, or I'm sorry, he started answering that question and detailing it out for me. That pitch for him meant, you know, I'm explaining who I am, what my experience is, what I do as a consultant, how I can help that particular person I'm talking to, maybe a few recommendations. I give them my background so they understand where I came from and things of that nature. And so I asked him then, after he described to me what pitching meant to him, I asked him how it felt to pitch or even to think about pitching to a client, no matter where they came from, word of mouth or someone that that he never knew before. And he said what most of us would say, terrible. We don't like pitching. No one wants to be pitched to. He said he didn't feel good at sales. He didn't see himself being that great at pitching, but that he was ready to get better at pitching because he knew that's what he needed to do. And my response to him was, well, I have great news for you because you don't need to learn how to pitch. doesn't matter where the lead came from. You're not pitching. That's not what you're doing when you're acquiring a new client. And it's important to reframe this so that you know what you are actually doing when you're selling to a client, when you're acquiring a new client, so that you don't create that unproductive emotional state 
of feeling awkward or feeling incapable or feeling pressured or feeling that you need to convince someone and so that you don't create that unproductive emotional state that your client certainly will pick up on as a human. So I told him that it was good news because he didn't have to learn how to pitch. And he said, okay, well, obviously, okay, great. But what am I going to do then? How am I going to sell? At some point, I've got to pitch something. Otherwise, I'm not selling anything. And I said, okay, let's start by thinking that the person you're talking to is already a client. How would you interact with them? That's a great way to figure out and answer your question is what I said. And he said, okay, if they were already a client, you know, back to we're in a sales process, we're talking to a potential client, and instead of thinking they're not a client and I need a pitch to them, he's thinking they're already a client, how might I interact with them? Even if they're not someone you know very well, right? You oftentimes, I'm sure, work with stakeholders that you don't know very well. It's the same situation. And he said that he would ask them a lot of questions. He would get a good understanding of their challenges and what mattered to them, build a relationship with them, start figuring out solutions. That was his answer of how he would interact if they were already a client. And I said, now we have some good news, more good news. That's what you're doing here when you're acquiring a client. When you think about it as a consulting engagement, a mini consulting engagement, From a consultative perspective, instead of a pitching perspective, how would that shift your approach is what I asked him. And he said, I could visibly see the weight lift off from him. And he said, it would feel a lot more familiar using those skills that come naturally to me. And it would feel more helpful and less pressured, more valuable and less convincing. And he said, it makes me feel a lot more excited to take on those conversations. And so that gives you an example of how that shift can look when you come into a thought process in designing your step-by-step sales process and you're thinking about it as pitching, again, at a macro level or at any phase or step within the process versus when you are thinking about it as this is just another consulting engagement, this is what I do. This is how I help clients. It just so happens they're not paying me yet. And approaching it from a consultative way versus a pitching way, it can lift off that weight from your shoulders. It can open up the ability for you to feel more consultative and more solution-oriented, more expertly, more empathetic and more insightful. Just by making that subtle shift These are the types of blockers that often we have no idea are there, but are preventing us from creating the results that we want in our business. And so that's why I wanted to bring this to your attention today so that you can see for yourself, where might you be thinking about the sales process in a way that is unproductive and help you to leverage this example to shift it into a thought process that is more productive. So what happened with John? John was able to put this new thought process in place in his business. It takes some iterations. This wasn't just an overnight thing, but it takes some iterations. And as he built up and cultivated this new thought process about what he's doing, how he's doing it, how it impacts the client, how it impacts him, and shifting away from thinking about pitching or even having that cross his mind 
over to this is a consultative process that I'm helping this particular client figure out the next best step for them. They just don't happen to be a paying client yet. He was able to lift off that aversion to selling and also get into a much more a productive emotional state as he was going through the process. And it made it so much smoother for him to be able to land those clients. So that's why I share this example with you because it is so powerful to make that little subtle mindset shift from pitching over to consulting and be able to make your clients more comfortable in the process, make you more comfortable in the process to develop a, co-develop a true solution and ultimately for them to want to move forward with what you're offering to them. Okay, so with that, let's wrap up the episode and talk about how you can put this into action in your business. I've given you a couple of examples here already as we went through the episode, but to give you a few more ways to put this into action, you want to identify where you might be thinking that you're pitching yourself or your services in some form or fashion as you think about what your sales process looks like and how you execute it. That will help you to highlight some of the areas where you can adjust your mindset to make it more effective. And you can do that by asking and answering some really powerful questions. As you know, I'm always encouraging you to be asking questions of yourself, to be thinking as a business owner, to spend time thinking in a more strategic way versus going from thing to thing to thing to thing, meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, trying to fit everything in and losing that opportunity to take a step back and look at the big picture and figure out what can you be shifting or adjusting to make your results that you're looking for easier to create for yourself. And this is one of them. So I'll share with you several of those powerful questions that, that you will ask yourself as we wrap up today. The first is, do you think you're pitching your services? Where do you think you're pitching your services? Like in what stage of your sales process do you think you're pitching your services? Where does this show up in your business, in your mindset, in your sales process? What is the impact of thinking you're pitching your consulting services? How does thinking your that you're pitching yourself or your services or your proposal, whatever it is, how does that impact your emotional state as you're preparing for the process or engaging in the process or trying to wrap up that process to land a new client? And then more generally, I would encourage you to ask and answer, how do you think about selling? How do you think about you selling? How do you think your prospects think about you selling to them? The awareness is the first step here to understand where you are getting in your own way and making it more difficult to achieve the results that you want. So start with the awareness and then work on that shift to reposition like we discussed today, into more of a consultative mindset to lift off the pressure, lift off the thinking you need to persuade or convince, and shift over into a more solution-oriented, adaptable, relationship-focused approach as you work on your sales engine this year. All right? Hopefully this nuance helps you today, and I look forward to seeing you here again next week. Take care. Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business podcast. 
If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.